This is a Federal News Network podcast. Cybersecurity is an enduring issue for federal agencies and not just here on Earth. Now a presidential executive order has handed the Homeland Security Department responsibility for cybersecurity of space assets, on which so much of modern information and technology depends, here with what they'll be up to. The Acting Assistant Secretary for Cyber, Infrastructure, Risk and Resilience Policy, Matt Hayden. Mr. Hayden, good to have you on. Thanks. Good to be here. What are the cyber vulnerabilities in space that we need to worry about, first of all? Well, specific to where we're talking in the, the Space Policy Directive number 5, uh, we're looking at cyber vulnerabilities to the onboard systems of our space-based assets. Uh, since the United States threw its hat in the ring for the space race and, and took that lead and, and maintained it through uh, our, our launches and, and our infrastructure that are now up there, between putting humans and machines into space, each of those vehicles got there uh, with computers on board. So we're looking today to make sure that those space at, uh, excuse me, assets are the, are the most secure we can offer and p- make sure that any potential vulnerabilities to unauthorized access or any malicious actors just don't occur. So in other words, satellites are software controlled and they are sent signals from Earth to tell them what to do and so on, and that's the issue. Correct. What is the specific purpose of SPD-5? How did this all come about? So we wanted to have a comprehensive policy for all these systems that are used in outer space, not just uh, from a, a military application or from a, a private sector application, but just the combined resources that are up there, uh, we wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. So it outlays six principles to protect the cybersecurity, integrity of space, and, and the assets up there based on risk assessments. And, and as you know, the Space Council has been hard at work renewing and reimagining the role in space uh, since this administration reinvigorated the council. And, and our secretary is an active men- member of that council, and, and we've been an active part of it since the first day. One of those challenges is that uh, the recognition that space is now a contested military domain, and, and when we have adversaries that both have the capability and intent to disrupt some of our systems, we needed to have uh, a common-sense, whole-of-government approach to, to really address this and to make sure that we had our commercial space partners uh, at our side through that. And that, that's through that great public-private partnership that the National Space Council offers. And will DHS work this order through the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA? So CISA will be a big part of that. Uh, a lot of what we're going to be doing is left of launch, if you'll stick with me for a moment there. The, the, the basics are we want to make sure as people are developing their space assets and, and looking at engineering principles for space, that they're really focused on cybersecurity as a concern and making sure that they have what are the the best-in-class principles in front of them. That being said, CISA will be working with some information sharing as well as uh, we'll be partnering with the Space ISAC, which is an information sharing and analysis center dedicated uh, to the, the space cybersecurity mission set. Is it more of a policy role, it sounds like, than an operational role for satellites and the communications back and forth? Correct. So we'll be looking at a, a, an ability to get the information in engineers' and developers' hands so that they have the, the best measures in place. So from a policy perspective, it's a, it's a coordinated whole-of-government look ahead so that everybody is, is on the same page. And a lot of space assets are under the control or at least the authority of the Space Command, the newest military service. So where does DHS leave off and they pick up? Because there's a lot of military satellites out there too. 
So we are starting from the approach of, as stated earlier, the, the design elements. So we're looking to make sure before something gets up into space, it has the correct cybersecurity principles applied. At the same time, uh, once a vehicle is in orbit, the vulnerabilities or unauthorized access to that uh, challenge us uh, greatly, but at the same time, those principles of SPD-5 would still apply, we're just going to leverage the individuals within the Space Force and NASA to do what they do best. So we're going to be on the pre-launch side of things, and Space Force and NASA will take care of it to get it up there and to manage it from that point forward. Because these things do run together, the bloodlines, commercial launches or military launches, sometimes they're built by commercial outfits, sometimes they're built by NASA. And they might be carried aloft on a commercial vehicle or on a government vehicle. And then sometimes the information streams are used by both sides. So it, I imagine it gets kind of complicated. It does. Uh, but the cooperation with the Space Command is, is critical. And, and prior to launch, they know what kinds of measures are built into the system to make it resilient. And we're here to make sure that they have uh, a seat at the table for that as well when we're working together with industry and our partners. And if there's any concerns once an asset in or is in orbit, uh, we envision coordination with Space Command after the asset's launched as well, just so everybody has uh, the up-to-date information and, and how we do our information sharing with our partners. We're speaking with Matt Hayden. He's the Acting Assistant Secretary for Cyber Infrastructure Risk and Resilience Policy at the Homeland Security Department. And is there some kind of a risk assessment framework, if you will, because not every satellite is equal in terms of importance or sensitivity? And, and it is a risk-based uh, model that we are looking at for, for the development all the way through the supply chain. So as we work with vendors and partners in the space-air arena, we do look all the way down that supply chain from a risk modeling perspective. That gives us the ability to look at sensitive components and to make sure that all these processes have the right framework as they move forward. And DHS has a lot of experience monitoring internet traffic, you know, through the uh, TIC program and so on, and they've deployed lots of these tools throughout the agencies. Is it also possible to do some kind of monitoring program on communications and interaction with software and space? Does that capability exist now? Well, parts of where TIC lie will also apply just because a connection to a network is a connection to a network. So just because the location happens to be in orbit uh, and it has a sensitive nature to it doesn't uh, drop any of the sensitive network uh, rules and regulations. So the good news is, is those experiences and uh, authorities would stand similarly as they would terrestrial versus space. The only challenge would be uh, when we look to new devices to make sure that they're supportive of the evolution of that tick model. And what about the international aspect of this? Because we have friendly nations that have satellites, and then we have people we don't trust very much that also have satellites. So what about, say, France, Great Britain, India, other space-capable countries that we would, I imagine, want to coordinate with? It, it doesn't stop with the U.S. Uh, and our partners across the board are, are going to be contributing to this. We do have an international focus to make sure that we're not going it alone on any of these standards and principles, but at the same time, we're not being prescriptive. So a lot of what we're putting forward in SPD-5 is a framework that allows for cybersecurity to be a focus, and that's a, a, a supported model by um, all our partners that are, are looking to do the same. And from a simply operational standpoint, will there be a 
unit created within DHS that is just dedicated to space? Right now, space covers a, a significant air arena within our critical infrastructures. So we have uh, engagement directly with the space ISAC, but to the degree that it crosses over a lot of our critical infrastructure uh, councils, uh, it's not likely to have a dedicated space office as of yet, because currently, as we mentioned earlier, you're going to have network specialists, you're going to have communication specialists and the like, and those cross over a lot of domains, and we're going to leverage those existing assets and SMEs to make sure we're best supporting this effort. In other words, there are 17 or 18 cybersecurity infrastructure domains, and then beyond that, I think it's... 99 or something critical functions in the country, many of those already have a space element to them. Is that a good way to put it? Correct. Yes. Those critical functions are going to, uh, again, share a lot of that workload. And by the way, have there been any successful cyber attacks that we know about in space? Well, what we're looking to do with SPD-5 is to look ahead of these emerging risks. Uh, What I can say is that there are uh, nation-state actors and others that do have capability to cause problems in the space area. And while uh, we don't have any offerings of, of exacting events, uh, what we do have is to know with that capability being there, we want to make sure we're prepared. And, and that includes uh, looking forward to make sure that the adversarial posture is there as well, to know that, that it is a contested domain in space. It's not, uh, it's not something that you can send up and forget. So you'll need some cooperation from industry as they assemble and program these devices to think about cybersecurity maybe a little bit more front of mind than they've been used to. I would actually say we would go completely down their supply chain. So it would not stop at even the software development level. It would, it would go through the complexity and, and wholeness of their supply chain for developing space assets. Wow. Matt Hayden is Acting Assistant Secretary for Cyber, Infrastructure, Risk, and Resilience Policy at the Homeland Security Department. Thanks so much for joining me. Great to be here. Thank you. We'll post this interview with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. It's a well-known fact that good sleep leads to a happier life. Okay, maybe that's not a fact fact, but... Don't you just feel amazing after a great night's sleep? Like the first night back in your own bed after traveling. It's time to demand more first night back kind of sleep. Stop tossing and turning and talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more.